Hey y'all, welcome to Athlete on Fire. I'm here with a photographer from Montana today. His name is Seth Royalcroft. He uh, he got my attention on social media, Instagram. Um, just a young dude hustling. He's got a young family, and he's figuring out how to. He's trying to figure out how to make it make it happen in this world of photography. So we kind of talk about that. We talk about Montana and some some places that are pretty special to him. A little bit about business and a little bit about what he's trying to do to get this thing rolling. But um, more than anything, his images I just thought were really powerful. He's got some really good wildlife and landscape photography. I love Montana, so why not just hop on with somebody and, and get to chatting about it? So that's what we did today. Hope you guys enjoy it. Hope it takes you on a little adventure of your own. And uh, be sure to go check out the last podcast I did with Lindsay Don Webster. Lindsay Atkins officially. Um, she is a professional obstacle course racer and awesome athlete and great human being. So you guys will definitely want to listen to that as well. So thanks a lot. Everybody, welcome to Athlete on Fire. I'm here with a new guest and I don't know much about him and he has no idea what he's in store for yet. So this is going to be fun. Um, looking at Montana lately, just uh, as a similar state to Colorado and lifestyle and and imagery and I've spent some time up there and just really love the place and had a chance over the socials to reach out to uh, our guest Seth Royalcroft and uh, we're going to talk all things Montana for the next 30, 40, 50 minutes, whatever, however long we decide and um, you know, a photographer up in this in this beautiful place, going to some of these beautiful places, um, so many of you guys listening love adventure and endurance sports and uh, getting somebody on the other other end of the spectrum that shares these beautiful places will be pretty cool. So, Seth, thanks for coming on, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm glad to be here. Are you thawed out? I saw your last – it looked like you were post-hauling yesterday in some snow. Is that right? <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah, we've uh, – the resort closest to me here, we've been uh, – I think they claimed 100 inches so far in the month of February. February. See, it's crazy. It's February – so, like, in Colorado, February is usually a little slower than – than uh a lot of the other winter months but it's been a crazy month for us too yeah it's it's a little strange i mean for us especially this year we've had almost no snow hardly at all for december and january but uh, it seems like it all hit hard uh february now <laughs> what's the uh so what what mountain were you on yesterday uh red lodge mountain red lodge okay so that's what uh so you're you're based in billings right Based in Billings, yeah red lodge is um about an hour south of us right near the wyoming state border um, kind of south central Montana. What's the uh, so t- tell me about that mountain a little bit? So me just disclosure a little bit. Me, me and my wife met on on a chairlift. So we're both snowboarders. I see your snowboarder. We'd probably get along <laughs> pretty well. And uh, so yeah, what's the terrain like? Um, how big is the mountain? You don't have to know specifics, but I'm just kind of curious. Yeah, I mean, um, it's a pretty you know good sized mountain for here. Again, it's it's probably the most southeastern uh mountain i think over here in montana and uh, so we get a lot of uh, a lot of people from central eastern montana and even down from wyoming that'll come up uh, uh to ski red lodge great little you know small mountain town um i don't know what the total acreage is but i mean you know you can you can definitely spend uh, a full you know weekend on it without getting bored or hitting the same run twice if you feel like and uh yeah, like I said, it's been it's been a good month uh, for them, which is uh, always good to see, good for business, and uh, yeah, it's been been great riding lately. Oh, that's awesome! So, so Colorado, Utah, like a lot of these, the resorts we have out here are pretty close to urban areas, which you know, creates they're they're a little busier for sure. Um, 
like if you go on a busy weekend to Red Lodge, is it packed? Are there big weight line? Are there big lift lines, or what's it like? Uh, honestly, it's not too bad. I mean, if, especially this month, you know, on a Saturday when I've gone, it's been some of the busiest days I've, I've ever seen there. Um, you'll definitely be, you know, waiting for a lift um, earlier in the day, you know, while uh, people are getting all distributed around the mountain. But um, most of the time, though, no, it might be, you know, might be a couple of minutes. Um, you know, I have a dozen people in front of you or so, but they keep it moving pretty well. And uh, yeah, it's it's a, it's kind of a you know little kept secret, especially when the snow is this good, because we've got uh, Big Sky Big Sky Resort Bridger Bowl, um, you know, a couple of hours away from us too. And so that those are definitely your your big attractions. And so Red Lodge is kind of a nice more locals mountain, a little ma- more a little more mellow, probably cheaper. I'm assuming. Yes, definitely. <laughs> definitely more affordable than those big name ones. So do you get a pass for the year or you just go and you can get some powder? Yeah, I have I've got a season pass. Um up until recently I've worked for a, like an outdoor sporting goods company and so we were able to get a, a nice little discount through relationship with the mountain. And uh yeah, so I've got a season pass uh, this year and looking to maybe get probably get one next year as well and maybe even do some exchanging for uh photos or video content. Oh that's awesome. So, so the reason I really want to talk to you is, um, I, I love, I love your photography, man. I think it's awesome. Um, if you guys are listening, it's Seth Royal Croft, not craft, com, And I, I just kind of scrolling through it. You got some, you got some great wildlife shots. You got some awesome panoramics and just landscape shots of where you're from. Um, talk about photography a little bit. How'd you, how'd you get into it? Um, well, originally I had, I took a, a class in high school, um, about 10 years ago. And, uh, as I, I needed to, um, take that class in order to graduate, got to my second semester of senior year, didn't have any art credits, um, was not an artistic person at all. But, uh, and so I had to take, um, this was about the only class I could take that would really fill it. And, um, yeah, that was kind of the start of it. And then I worked, I worked for Best Buy for a little while out of high school and, uh, worked in there. Um, camera department a bit and so I got to you know learn about cameras and had to sell them ended up buying my own and I kind of started the the hobby behind it and now uh, um, you know traveled traveled the world for about six years with a, a mission organization and um, got to you know yeah, again get into photography just amongst my travels and uh, yeah the last couple of years now it's been more of a, a passion and career pursuit uh, well, for me How, how's it going the career pursuit part you know, it's okay. You know, kind of comes in waves and stuff. Uh, you know, it's, it's hard trying to balance, you know, what I loved, love doing with the, the outdoor, you know, nature, uh, landscape, wildlife photography, but I love doing the adventure stuff. Um, but, you know, still trying to, to make money to, uh, fuel that and fund it. And so, you know, I do some portrait stuff on the side. I do real estate, um, you know, kind of, I take whatever jobs I can get for, for the money, but still trying to do my own thing. And, um, just recently started started doing my own uh, prints and building uh, building my own photo frames for my pictures. Oh, that's cool! So you're building your own frames? Yeah, yep. Just started, and uh, yeah, it's been pretty fun so far, though. So, are you how are you sourcing material? Are you going out in the in the wild to grab materials? Or are you doing more like uh, traditional style stuff? Um, yeah, a little, little more like I've been going just down to you know Home Depot or somewhere and getting getting some some wood for it at this point, but. Uh, um, you know, my, my grandfather's got a farm here in the area with, uh, you know, old barn wood and stuff, which, um, there's a large market, uh, for that, 
um, <laughs> sort of design here. You know, people people love that rustic, uh, you know, aesthetic, and so that's something that I'm trying to get into and work with. Uh, you know, it's where I can work with some rougher woods and materials and kind of have those real uh, one of a kind type pieces. Oh, that's awesome. So my so my buddy, I, <laughs> I'm laughing just thinking about this because my buddy, he just bought a new house. Excuse me. He just bought a new house recently, and he and he got some some repurposed barn wood. And I was like, um, "So you're talking about like old ass barn wood that you know everybody threw away back in West? I'm from West Virginia, so uh, so is that what we're talking about? You just paid paid for?" He's like, "Yeah, that's exactly what I just paid for." But it's kind of funny, um, you know. I, Montana's fairly rural, Wyoming, um, parts of Colorado. Where I'm from on the East Coast is pretty rural, and uh, the fact that there's a there's a market for that stuff, right? It's kind of crazy. Oh yeah, people pay good money for it too. And in fact, like I mean, I hear I hear stories of uh, you know guys in this area where people will go to farmers and they will offer to basically you know buy them fresh, brand new wood for whatever they're using it for in order in exchange you know for them to have the old the old barn wood that's all you know uh, torn up and everything because yeah, there's such a, an appeal for that right now. That's so crazy to me. That's so, that's so freaking crazy. But it's a thing. Um, are you having any luck with the prints? Yeah, you know, a little bit here and there. Uh, definitely need to work on the business and marketing side of things. It's not uh, not really my favorite um, aspect of it, so it's something I need to be a little more disciplined with. But at this point, you know, I'm just having fun, you know, and uh, doing um, doing my own thing and trying to get some practice in and really uh, develop the skill and then, you know, kind of work more towards, uh, you know, the, the selling and marketing side of things too. What's what? What are you shooting on? Uh, I just recently switched all of my Canon gear out for Sony, so I've been kind of rebuilding my uh, inventory with Sony gear. But I'm loving it so far, and it and the technology is just insane in cameras nowadays. Yeah, uh, it's crazy. Um, for all your still stuff, what what camera are you shooting on? Uh, I have a Sony A seven R three. So it's yeah, very nice camera. Um, it's I don't know, couple, previous model, I guess they've already had an upgrade for it now. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's, uh, an incredible camera. Do you, do you feel like you have a style, like when you go out, um, to, to shoot, or are you looking for a certain, you know, like a certain feeling? Or are you just kind of winging it a lot of times? I'm just kind of curious how, what the <laughs> process is for people. Yeah. I mean, most of the time I'm just kind of winging it. Um, I mean, you know, I'm blessed to live in a pretty beautiful area. So I spend most of my time, um, in actually that town of Red Lodge area. Um, it's kind of in the foothills of the mountains, um, the, uh, Beartooth mountains here, which, um, I mean, they have Montana's like, I don't know, 12 or 15, actually probably more than that. Um, you know, highest peaks, which, uh, nothing like Colorado, our, our highest is like 12, 12,800 or something like that. Um, no, no 13 or 14 ers like you guys, but, yeah. uh, but, um, you know, it's just a beautiful area and, uh, you know, my wife and I, we love hiking and camping and, um, and so, you know, that I just, you know, take my camera with me every time. And so it's usually, usually it's just trying to capture, um, you know, the area that we're hiking around and, uh, you know, I love the mountains and, you know, we get some pretty great, um, you know, sunrises, sunsets and stuff. And, uh, yeah, it's just, it's just something that I really enjoy trying to, uh, capture and, and replicate for other people to enjoy as well. No, it's awesome. All right. So s- some of these shots, you got, uh, you got some bear shots. <laughs> those look like brown bears to me. Tell me, tell me about the shot right here. Yeah. So, um, 
I don't know, uh, last year, my wife and I, we took a nice little uh, weekend trip down through Yellowstone Park and Teton National Park. Um, spent spent a couple of nights sleeping in the car and uh, had, a, had a pretty good experience. Got to see almost every kind of uh, animal that they've got down there. And um, yeah, I'm able to see couple couple different bears couple grizzlies um cinnamon black bear so uh yeah if if you ever never been to yellowstone that's definitely a, a must see it's a pretty and tetons too i mean they're just absolutely incredible scenery and the wildlife is uh is very fascinating where'd, where'd you guys stay we went i took my kids and, and my wife lauren to yellowstone last year uh i guess early august which is just beautiful time of year and um when we went up there like I, I live in kind of a busy place. Um, people are fine. I work with people all day long, but I love like when I'm when I'm vacating, it's to get away from people as much as possible. Um, so even when we were out there, like I was getting my my eight and five year old boys up at like five thirty before the sun came up, and we would get to the, the the popular hiking spots and just get the sunrise and like take it all in. So like Norris uh, Norris Basin, which is just that place is amazing. I really like that spot. Um, yeah, but, but we're just going to places where, where people, where people weren't going at times where people weren't going and, uh, we got to see a lot of cool stuff, but what you guys are pretty close to Yellowstone. What, what would be some, uh, what would be some tips for people who are going to Yellowstone? Where are some must see places out there in your opinion? Um, uh, Yellowstone, I mean, uh, to be honest, I mean, I'm not, I'm no expert. I mean, I've been down there a couple of times, um, but I haven't spent uh, a lot of time. I actually have only done one hike um, in Yellowstone Park before, um, so I'm not. I'm definitely not an expert on it. But I mean, if you go through Yellowstone, I mean, obviously, I think you have to. You have to go see Old Faithful. You know, you have to see the 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 falls. Uh, um, this falls. Are you awesome. know, yeah, that Upper Geyser Basin is pretty cool. I think uh, if you're if you're a you know one time kind of visitor where it's it's a you know once in a lifetime type trip for you you know I think you st- you still should see those main attractions. I mean, unfortunately these days like Yellowstone in the summer just is absolutely crazy and filled <laughs> with people. Um, I mean, yeah, there's there's just no avoiding uh, you know the people in the traffic, but you can kind of you know learn to navigate a little bit. I know for us when we've driven through maybe during a busy season. Um, uh, you know, if you, if you see a crowd of people on the side of the road, you know, there's something there to see. So that can, that can always be a nice tip for you. That was, that was actually how we, um, I got those pictures of that, um, mama and cub grizzly bears. We were just driving by and there's a huge crowd gathered and, um, bigger than normal. And so that, that almost always will signify, you know, a bear or something, you know, usually if there's a bison on the side of the road, it doesn't really amass that big of a crowd, but, uh, yeah, and so I was able to just stop, set up my tripod next to a few other photographers, and get some sweet shots. So um, those shots are awesome, dude. I love I love the the cub kind of leaning on the mom's back when she's laying down. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. They were they were actually like asleep on this on that little um, on a little hill right I don't know forty yards from the road probably something like that. And so that's part of why I drew such a large crowd is they were just right there, um, you know, visible. And so everyone pulled over, but. Um, even when I got there and set up, uh, they were still sleeping. And so everyone's, you know, just waiting and waiting for them to wake up. And, you know, park ranger was there supervising everything. And, um, yeah. And the one, one guy in, in a, in a big old truck drove by and, uh, just floored his gas pedal, I guess, or something. And, um, just ripped down the road and it, it spooked the, the mom up straight. And, and so, <laughs> so then you had a hundred cameras, you know, all going off trying to get this, this shot of, a 
mama bear just jumping right up to protect her cub and see what's going on. So it was, it was pretty cool. And then like after a few seconds, she like realized it was nothing and laid back down. And, <laughs> but, uh, how, yeah, how, how close were you? Uh, how close was that shot? Uh, I don't know. I was probably, I don't know, 60 or 70 yards away, something like that. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Wow. Maybe a little, I mean, we were, we were pretty close. Like I said, they were right off the road. So, I mean, um, you know, it was, I think that's one situation where, uh, typically, you know, they wouldn't, no park rangers and anybody really, they wouldn't recommend you being that close to, uh, especially a mama grizzly bear with her cub next to her. No. But, uh, <laughs> given, given the circumstance that they were right off the road like that, um, you know, obviously you, you kind of just happen to be that close. And so, like I said, they, they monitor the situation and made sure, um, even once the, the bears were on the move, you know, they kind of gave instruction for, okay, if, if they go this way make sure the crowd moves this way and yeah, that sort of thing. But, uh, yeah, I was pretty, pretty lucky to get such a close up shot like that. No, those are great shots. I love them, man. We were, we were traveling, um, me and my wife, we, we bought a 15 passenger Chevy van. This is like, eight or 10 years ago we bought this van in town in colorado for like uh, 1800 bucks we sold it for 2500 bucks before we even left colorado in, in anchorage alaska so this is uh like probably craigslist sale and then six or seven people like a few buddies a couple family members came with us and uh so we drove up to alaska and did the, like this huge adventure and uh on our way up we're in this place called Kluani National Park. It's in Canada. There's some huge peaks. It goes straight from the ocean to like 19,000 feet. It's crazy. But we were driving, and one of the girls that was with us spotted a grizzly from like, it felt like a mile away. It's probably like a half mile away or something. There's no other cars anywhere. And it was on this, uh, the bank of this lake, and we pulled up, and nobody else there we just sat there and watched this this uh this mama grizzly with two cubs probably for an hour and a half just play on the, on the shore of the lake and uh you know time kind of stops you don't even realize how fast time is going by when you're watching these huge huge animals kind of just interact when uh they're not sure if you're watching or not they don't care you know it's it's just kind of a cool experience i, I always think that's kind of neat yeah i know it really is i mean they're fascinating animals and again like i said I, I mean i could sit and just watch them even without taking pictures you know for for a whole day like they're they're just absolutely beautiful and and again a unique experience too and not not many people get to get to see wild grizzly bears have you had any big run-ins with wildlife up in montana uh you know honestly not a lot um you know i mean we we've got deer running all over the place and stuff uh you know, but if, as far as like with hiking and stuff goes, um, I had, let's see, last, last summer with hiking, you know, my wife and I, we had one, actually, no, two, we had two run-ins with moose, uh, that, that definitely, uh, made us a little nervous. Uh, one, one was a, a bull moose that we just happened to cross paths with like probably six or seven times on the trail. We were both going in the same direction, and <laughs> one of us could never get ahead of the other, I guess. And so it was definitely something that we were kind of eerie about. And then, yeah, we had another time with, uh, again, a, uh, a mama and baby moose um, where we very accidentally got in between the two on the trail, which oh, is yeah. a huge, huge no-no. And, uh, like, we, we had saw the mom on the trail ahead of us a little ways, and so, you know, we kind of stopped and waited probably waited 15 minutes for her to kind of get enough off the trail to where we felt comfortable moving on. 
but we had actually seen the same moose the night before on the trail with with her little baby and so we we had kept our eyes open for, for you know a little one hadn't seen anything so we're like oh maybe it's a different moose or just you know maybe it's not around and uh as soon as we got got past mama we we turn a corner and then there's baby right in front of us and so we like freaked out and just instantly bolted <laughs> off into the bushes trying to get off trail and run away <laughs> oh my gosh um, which yeah, my my wife's from Alaska as well, and so she she knows full well what uh, moose are capable of, uh, especially in that situation. And so we we uh, definitely got out of there as quick as we could and were able to get away, but uh, got our got our hearts pumping a bit. <laughs> Dude, I, well, if you do anything like up in Montana, Alaska, like everything you read says how much more brutal uh, moose are than pretty much anything out there as far as like being aggressive and coming at you. you know? Definitely. Yeah, they're, they're far more aggressive than, than pretty much anything else you'd see out there. Um, and I mean, I know grizz, grizzly bears, you know, can be pretty aggressive. I've actually never uh, ran into a grizzly um, hiking around a trail. I know some other people have um, in the area that I go. Um, but even, even black bears, you know, I've only had a couple small run-ins and uh, they're, they're not very aggressive. You know, you kind of have to intentionally aggravate them for, for, you know, to, cause anything but uh yeah most things you know if you're if you're just if you are respectful of them they'll respect you and so you kind of just uh you know go your own way <laughs> it was crazy we were we were up in the last uh no not last we're in glacier and uh have you been up there yet uh yeah a couple of times not not extensively again that's that's a place that i would love to spend more time oh it's it's, it's beautiful man we were um this is on our alaska trip and we were so I can't remember the exact trail or, or spot we were at, but basically we, we had a four-mile hike back to this campsite, and I think there's six or seven of us. And me and uh, my cousin and buddy, so like three guys, we wanted to go fish. So we, we had like a mile hike from our campsite to this um, high alpine pond, and then my wife and sister and some of the other ones wanted to do a hike. So they went and they hiked like above where we were, so it was this little basin, right? So we go back there, and... I start catching some trout and we're cleaning them in the water. Like you're supposed to keep the smell down out in the back country, you know? So we're cleaning mm-hmm. up the fish and everything. And then, uh, we got hit by a crazy hail. That's crazy story. Actually, we got hit by a crazy hailstorm. We're standing under like the only pine tree within 30 yards. So we wouldn't get drilled. And then, uh, we put the fish away and we're hiking back and like just being really vigilant about animals because their sense of smell is just nuts out there, especially bear. So we're getting out there and we get, we, we get through this clearing. It's only a mile back to the camp. We're going to go cook up these fish and make some of our other camp food. And, uh, we get to this clearing, like this little meadow and we come through the trees and we're in this meadow and we look straight ahead. There's nothing there. And we just keep moving. And then we get in the middle of this meadow. It's about 150 yards. So it's me and my cousin who's like six, five. I'm six, two. My buddy's six foot. We're all athletic dudes, pretty confident and everything. And straight ahead is a baby moose. I'm like, oh crap. Okay. So everything we've read is like moose are aggressive. Stay away from mom and mom, baby. So we stare this moose down, this baby moose down for like what felt like 10 minutes. It's probably like two minutes or something. And, uh, you know, we had the fish and we knew it smelled and all this stuff. So finally we, we didn't know what to do anymore. So we just started backing off a little bit. And right when we took a step back, the moose jetted across the trail, um, 50 yards in front of us and shot kind of 45 degrees behind us. And we looked back and the mom was right there coming towards us. So like she was creeping towards us the whole time and we had no idea. And then we went back and uh, cooked up the fish, walked out. And uh, on the walkout in the morning, there was 
grizzly scat like 100 yards from our campsite. It's just crazy. <laughs> but like the backcountry, like there's just so many things that can happen on these little trips that uh, you just got to be hyper vigilant about, I think, especially in this big country, you know? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You, I mean, again, I haven't had a lot of animal run-ins while hiking, especially like big game type stuff. But, I mean, you you know it's there. You know they're around. Um, you know, so I, I mean, I'll, I'll still always, you know, pack uh, bear spray with me when hiking. Like, you, it's uh, it's just stupid not to, in my opinion. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Do you wear bear bells so, yeah. or anything like that? Sorry? Do you wear bells or anything on your pack? Uh, I mean, I have a couple of times. So they're they're just more obnoxious than anything else. And again, usually we make enough noise when hiking that uh, you know you're not going to really sneak up and spook anything. But uh, yeah, always always having that spray at least accessible and you know, just to be prepared. I mean, because like I said, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of animal wildlife out there. And uh, like I said, I've had friends that have had plenty of run-ins. And so it's one of those things for anyone that does spend a considerable amount of time in the backcountry like that. You know, it's more just a matter of when than if. And so you know to be prepared. That's awesome. So one of my favorite shots on your on your website is the moose with the. It looks like is that Tetons in the background? Uh, probably yeah. I've got uh, I, yeah. Last last fall we took a trip down and um, yeah, I got some good shots of the moose right in front of the Tetons there. That's awesome shot, man. Really good stuff. Um, how close have you gotten to a moose? They're they're huge. Um, yeah, they're pretty pretty well. I mean, up in Alaska, you know, they, they walk around on the streets. So, I mean, <laughs> pretty yeah. darn close up there. But, um, yeah, as far as Montana here, um, I mean, yeah, a couple – I don't know if I have any other pictures. I probably wasn't worried about taking the pictures at the time. But I've gotten pretty pretty darn close, like within, I don't know, I'd say 15 yards, um, 15, 20 yards, which is closer than I felt comfortable, but that was just kind of how it <laughs> turned out. <laughs> Just, it's just crazy. It feels like you come up to the top of their leg, and then they have another three feet above them. It's just nuts. Yeah, they're they are large animals, <laughs> especially once you see them in person. Like you don't really think about it, you know, in pictures or videos and stuff. But yeah, when you see them up close, and again, Montana moose actually, I mean, aren't even that big, you know, compared to Alaskan. If you've ever seen those, I mean, they just oh, are. Yeah. Everything up there is bigger. The the moose, the bears, you know, it's they they eat well. <laughs> well, it's fun, like up in Anchorage, if you just go on like some of the city paths and stuff that kind of go into the woods near the water, there's moose everywhere. And, um, yeah, they're yeah. huge. They're definitely huge, but they don't, the, it seems like they're not too concerned because they're around people a lot, but out in the wild, it's a little different game. Yeah, definitely. How, how'd you meet your wife? Um, in Australia, actually doing, um, uh, that, uh, missions work that we volunteered for. It's a uh, youth with a mission, um, Christian missions organization that we were part of for, for a few years. And, um, yes, yeah, so we met, uh, in Australia and then, you know, reconnected a couple of times, you know, um, led, led some groups to, um, India and Nepal and, um, that area and stuff. And, uh, yeah, it took, uh, took a few years of friendship and, and, you know, my, me being persistent, but, you know, she eventually came around and, uh, <laughs> agreed to start dating and, you know, been married uh, about a year and a half now. Oh, nice, man. Congrats. Yeah, what, thank what, you. What does she do? Uh, she is a physical therapy tech down at uh, a little a small hospital um, in our area. Deals with kind of more um, acute, kind of severe condition patients. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Awesome. So, okay. So, you're based in Billings. Let's talk about some places if people are going to go visit Montana that they just absolutely have to go. Um I'm, you know, I don't know where a lot of these pictures are that you take, but they're, they're beautiful. 
<laughs> if if we're flying into Billings or visiting the areas, you know, places that are within an hour and a half, two hour drive of of your hometown, let's just kind of explore a little bit in that region. What where would you send people? Uh, I mean, well, my, the area that I definitely spend the most time is going to be uh, a little bit southwest of Billings. Um, again, that that Wyoming state line um, for the Beartooth Mountains. Um, you got Red Lodge's kind of year. You're really cute little. Uh, ski resort town that uh, is just you know beautiful the one you know one little main street with 100 year old brick buildings you know on each side and stuff kind of that old western feel um, but uh, yeah I mean that's where I spend the most time you've got um, yeah I think I think from Billings you can actually visibly see like five different mountain ranges or something like that uh, but oh, nice. the closest one is probably good uh, at least like minimum of an hour drive um to get to any of them so we're kind of right in the middle of of a few different things but um yeah we've got uh, the uh what is it bighorn uh bighorn river canyon is a really popular little tourist spot uh, you know you can drive up north to a couple small little mountain ranges um like of uh would be kind of right in this area here. But, uh, I mean, Billings is Billings is a really nice little town. It's right on the Yellowstone River, uh, River Valley. Um, you know, so it, you've kind of got that fat, flat farmland, but then also kind of some, you know, green um, areas. And the river is really fun, lots of uh, walking, biking trails. And it's, it's a good developing uh, – it's the biggest city in Montana, but it's still got a lot of growth and development that's getting put into it right now. And, uh, um, yeah, it's, it's a great – area yeah what's it like living there is it is it uh is it laid back does it feel busy does it feel um yeah i mean it's it's definitely a a big small town um most people would kind of describe it as so i mean you know it's it's got over a hundred thousand people which you know to a colorado person might not sound like much but again it's it's the largest city in montana um at i don't know one hundred and fifteen thousand or something like that um, but you know, for us, like, you know, we, we go out in public, go out to eat or go grocery shopping, whatever. And you will almost always, you know, still run into somebody, you know, um, so it's kind of got that, you know, big small town feel. Um, but, uh, yeah, great, great community though. Is that, is there a lot of recreation on the river there? Uh, I wouldn't say a lot, but there's a bit, you know, people will fish it and float it. Um, you know, you can kayak, which is uh, a lot of fun, um, the church that I've been involved with, uh, for a while, you know, they, they do an annual, um, river float with all of their youth group, you know, so they grab inner tubes and, you know, whatnot, and just jump in in one spot and then they get out, uh, down river a little ways. And, um, yeah, so it's, it's fun. Yeah. That's cool. Are there, are there any misconceptions about Montana that you think like people that don't live there don't get, I, I think like for Colorado, one of the big misconceptions is that it's always a blizzard here and literally, the sun is shining over 300 days a year here. And then there's other days we might get some snow, a little bit of rain, but it's pretty nice. So is there anything like that for where you live? Um, gosh, I don't know. I'm not, I guess I don't know what all the misconceptions might be, but, uh, you know, I mean, I know we, we don't all ride horses to, to work in sport. <laughs> if that's what people are wondering. No? Uh, nope. <laughs> Although I have I have seen it before, admittedly, just kind of for a joke and fun. But I have I have seen people who who like one random day just I don't know found a horse or something and rode to school, which was pretty pretty awesome. But uh, (laughs) you know it's crazy. So uh, 
I, I grew up on the East Coast, and I, I play baseball in college. And in the summer, there's a summer league in uh, in Virginia, and there what's the name of the league? I think it was the Valley League. I can't remember, but all the ball fields were in these small towns in Virginia, outside of DC, and like near Charlottesville and all stuff. And there's a lot of Amish country and Mennonite country out there. And you, go, I would go to a ball to a, to a ball game, and it would be like a little miniature. It would be like a miniature big baseball field. And you would look to the outfield, and the whole outfield uh, stands were lined with horse and buggies because all the Amish and Mennonites still used the horse and buggy. That was crazy because that's like early 2000s. People still horse and bugging it to, to a local baseball game, which is pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah. That's that's pretty cool. We don't quite have that here, but I mean, there's still um, you know fairly significant Hutterite uh, population in the area, you know, so especially um, you know in the summers, you know, when we've got our our Saturday farmers markets downtown, you know, you'll you'll uh, you'll see a lot of a lot of them coming into town to sell um, their you know fruits and vegetables and, and different things that they've been been growing and making and stuff. Uh, so it's a little. I don't think we see the horse and buggy thing too often though. <laughs> That's crazy. All right, so um, a few other things. I'm just kind of curious. So, is photography your passion? Is that what you wanna? Is that what you wanna pursue career wise? Yeah, that's that's the that's the goal uh, career wise. I guess. I mean, I I absolutely love it. Um, you know, and I I love you know almost every aspect of it that I've that I've tried. But you know, outdoor kind of adventure stuff is definitely uh, probably my my favorite. Um, you know, I love the landscapes. I love wildlife. Um, but you know, my, my hopes is to really get involved in the, the outdoor athletic industry, you know, so going on these, uh, you know, trips with athletes, you know, and whatever it is, whatever their goal is as well, you know, and trying to be the the guy that can capture it for them, you know, and taking the pictures or the videos. And, um, yeah, for me, like being able to, to travel around and do, do hikes and, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, whatever, whatever the sport is, you know, I mean, I, I'm just an absolute, um, outdoor lover you know I grew up doing every outdoor activity that I could whether it was um, you know league sports like like baseball or football or things but uh, you know I mean I've started getting into rock climbing um, you know I'm a big snowboarder you know I can just love backpacking and uh, and everything so really whatever I can get involved with but uh, yeah that's that's kind of the goal what do you so we work with a lot of athletes on the show we, we talk to a lot of high-level athletes and and, and a lot of everyday athletes and accountability is always kind of the thing. So if you were going to, if you're going to look at your, your career and where you're at, um, and luckily this is about you. Cause if it was about me, I could, I could do this for about an hour of the things that I know I can do better. What's, what's the one thing for your business that you know, that you know you can do that would make a huge difference that you just haven't done yet or you just haven't committed to yet? Um, man. Like you said, I'm I'm not a very business savvy person, you know, for me like I just I love spending time outside behind the camera. So the the amount of time that it takes, you know, inside on a computer whether it's building a great website and keeping it updated or you know again doing your marketing or advertising, you know, cold calling businesses or you know trying to find the work, um that's definitely a struggle and so um you know, for me it's been it's been a, a season right now. Like I've only been back in Montana for about a year and a half. Um you know, but it's been a time of, you know, trying to hone my skills in a little bit more, but also uh, networking, you know, just trying to get connected with the right people. Um, like I said, right now, I'm especially looking for athletes in particular, you know, who, uh, um, you know, are, are skilled in a particular focus. 
um, you know, whether that, you know, be, you know, mountain biking or dirt biking or, um, like I said, skiing, snowboarding, or if you're like, it's winter right now. So I've been trying to kind of find people maybe who are into ice climbing and things like that. Um, and so that's, that's definitely been something I've been trying to, to work on, but, um, yeah, just getting a better understanding, you know, of, of what it takes to actually, you know, be self-employed and run your own business, especially a business like this that uh, can be so uh, fluid and um, inconsistent, I guess. <laughs> no, it's tricky. I, I just, you know, I've worked with a lot of creatives in my career and um, it's very similar. Like the, the art part is not the issue. It's the knowing that there's more to do from a marketing standpoint and putting yourself out there personally. When you you know a lot a lot of photographers and videographers that I know just want to be behind the camera and create, um, so it's just kind of a, a a balance that I've yeah definitely and in today's you know day and age like you know I mean you look at the new iPhone and Samsung cell phones I mean like anybody can take good pictures these days so there's definitely a higher a higher standard of competition that you're having to compete with um, and you know bring you know really develop an A game and set yourself apart so that's definitely a struggle as well. Um, and, uh, you know, trying to, yeah, just separate, um, yourself and your art, uh, you know, from so many other, cause there's so many creative minds out there that are brilliant. And, um, and so there's, there is that, that side of it, but then, um, because of that, I think, uh, you know, every, everybody knows a photographer if you, if you aren't yeah. one yourself, you know, and so it's, it's a matter of really, yeah, um, it's extremely relationship oriented and that really comes down to being probably the most important thing is, being able to, uh, uh, you know, build solid, um, trusting relationships with the people in your community to where you are the person that they come to for their needs. Yeah, that's, that's an awesome point, man. I mean, so much of it's just on the pers- personal level, just getting to know people so they can trust you to take care of their their job, you know? Exactly. All right, a couple more questions. Uh, if So I'm going out to the Canyonlands in a couple weeks um, down south of Moab in Utah. So I'm going to spend, I'm going to spend a day out there doing some backcountry stuff. And then I have a race that I'm actually covering. Uh, I'm a creative in a, in a different, different space. I, I really just go grab stories of, of runners, especially first timers doing their first ultra. So we're working for a race company down there, just grabbing tons of stories of first timers, which is really fun. Cause I don't, there's no, there's no stress on the technical aspects of capturing it. We just bring, I usually just bring my GoPro or my little a 6,000 Sony out there and grab as much as I can. Um, but we're going to have a, we're going to have at least one, one or two nights in this, this desert, which is known for like some of the darkest skies in America. Mm, If, if I'm going to take a good long exposure night shot, give me some tips, man. I I always feel like I suck at these. (laughs) Well, the first thing is going to be, you're probably, you're, you're going to want something to, to hold it with. So whether it be a tripod or some system for being able to, you know, point it in the direction that you want and keep it there. Yeah, I got a uh, tripod, so I'm good there. Yep. So that's that's obviously gonna be your key. Um, with doing long exposures, uh, most cameras I think will have a built-in um, timer of up to like 30 second exposures. Um, I don't know, maybe some of the newer ones are, can go longer now, but typically it's a 30 second exposure, which um, is good. But uh, you know, if you're wanting to go longer than that, you know, if you're wanting to do um, extremely long exposures, you know, multiple minutes, or if you're trying to do star trails or something, um, you know, you need some kind of uh, remote and they, you can get cheap remotes. Um, they come in wired and wireless. Uh, but you know, remotes can be, um, very, 
useful with uh, night photography, but you're going to want, depending on what kind of lenses you're using, um, you know, wide angle are um, recommended lenses for, for night photography. Like, are you talking like for stars? Yeah, man, stars. I just, you know what I want? Like when I go out to the spot, we got, I got a permit for a backcountry spot. This has happened a hundred times. And I just want to have an image that just even gets close to what I actually saw. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you're going to want to, yeah, have a wide angle lens, um, you know, wider aperture, the better, uh, and, um, yeah, tripod and maybe a room, like I said, maybe a remote, you can get a pretty good night shot in a 30 second exposure. Um, honestly, after 30 seconds, you almost have to be careful because you'll start to see the motion blur in the stars. Um, I think it's usually, I think it's usually around maybe 45 seconds or so. I'll, I'll start to notice it. Um, and it might, it might depend on the location. You know, I don't know if it's different down there or not. Um, just with the, the earth rotation or what, but, um, yeah, like I'll, I've done, cause I've done one minute exposures. I know where I'll look at it later and I'll be like, Oh, these kind of look blurry. And I'll realize, Oh, it's, it's just this movement. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. Yeah. And so th- if you're wanting just that real crisp, um, you know, look, you know, probably around 30 seconds. Um, and then, you know, it's, yeah, it's a matter of dialing in your camera settings to make sure you're getting, you're getting the light that you need. Oh, that's awesome. No, that helps a lot not to go over 30 or, um, yeah, I was looking at a couple of your long exposure shots and, I don't know that it's always kind of a trick, kind of a trick. Like we, I've done some stuff like, uh, just like 14ers at nighttime and where, where I really wanted to get a good shot and I couldn't keep my, I had tripods, but it was so cold <laughs> that I couldn't, I couldn't hit the button soft. You know what I mean? Like I couldn't hit soft enough to, to yep. make a good shot. So that's so, so annoying, but I think yeah, a, lot, a lot of people want to take those shots, you know? Yep. Yeah, I mean, they, and they've got the built-in timers, which um, I would recommend as well for stuff like that. So you know, put it on a two-second or ten-second timer, so that way when you when you hit the button, you're not causing that that shake and movement, and then it'll give it a few seconds to kind of rebalance, and then you're good to go. Nice, that's awesome, man. Cool. Well, is there is there anything else that that I missed about what's going on in in in, in your world in Montana? Is there anything else that that people should know about where you live and and what you're trying to do? <laughs> no man i mean it's uh it's pretty good you know i've i got a pretty good life going right now up here i definitely uh am enjoying um just where where i'm at you know the the grind at the moment um you know yeah my my wife you know she's amazing and works full-time is doing full-time schooling and uh, is pregnant with our first child right now so um got got a good one there and um like i said we're we're living in a camper right now, actually, um, trying to just save money, keep living costs down. I know as I try and pursue the whole photography deal. Um, and so, you know, it's, it's a very, uh, grinding season trying to, to move forward and get ahead, but it's something that, uh, you know, I'm very grateful for just, um, you know, this phase of life. So, uh, I'm excited to see what, um, is ahead and, yeah, Montana is a pretty awesome place. So definitely if anyone's, uh, interested in visiting, it's beautiful especially the western half of the state um if you if you like the mountainside but uh yeah like i said you've you've been up to glacier park i mean that's an absolutely incredible area i wish i wish it was a little closer to where i lived um it's a good but, haul in it like six or seven hours or something yeah it's it's probably about seven for me yeah uh, that's all depending on which part you go to so yeah which i've i've done that and back um in a weekend which was a lot of driving but worth it <laughs> that is a lot so uh what'd your kid do 
I'm sorry. When is your uh, baby due? Uh, July, July, beginning of July. So I'll um, be right, uh, right in time for summer. <laughs> oh man. Well, sleep up. You're going to need it. Um, get hungry, man. Like, I don't, I, you're, you're probably like me and a lot, and a lot of, I'll say men because this is, we can't, we can't, uh, bear children. But, uh, when, when it's coming, especially as an entrepreneur, which it sounds like you are, um, you will do anything, anything it takes to make sure that you're supporting the family. And if you know there's a couple things that you got to do to make it happen, uh, start today, man. That's it's the best. It's the best advice I could give any young father who's who's passionate about working for himself. So I hope it works out for you, man. It's awesome. Thanks for thanks for your time. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, hope uh, wish me the best on your podcast. Thanks, buddy. Make sure you guys check him out. It's Seth Royal Croft, K-R-O-F-T, and his socials, I believe, are the same, right? Is there some underscore? Yeah, Seth underscore Royal underscore Croft. Go check him out. You'll see why I wanted to talk to him. His images are just awesome. So thanks a lot, everybody. Thanks so much.